Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. This week, you can stand under my umbrella corporation because we're talking Resident Evil. There has been a biohazard outbreak in Raccoon City, so join us as RPD rookies reaching for the stars as we break down the games, movies, and comics that spawned the survival horror late 90s craze. Grab your lockpick, load up on some green herbs, and save ribbons as we helicopter in for an episode that is sure to be itchy and tasty. You're a cop, right? Yeah, first day on the job. What are you buying? Stars. You were almost a jibble sandwich. <laughs> You're right. You're all going to die down here. Hey, yo, normies, welcome into Raccoon City. We're here talking Resident Evil. This is um, Special Agent Mike. Nemesis Joe. Okay. Uh, and Colin, and I'm just full of the T virus. Oh, I'm like very I'm sick. just real sick, Colin. <laughs> yeah, they're, I'm, I'm bulging Colin, up. But super sick. <laughs> He's got real high T, dude. <laughs> um, well, you know, Resident Evil, right? Let's pre- preface this here. It's a survival horror game series created by Capcom, starting with the 1996 Resident Evil, spinning off tons of games, probably at least 20 of them, not counting just mainline. Uh, then the film series with Mila Jovovich. And there's a ton of comics and books and literature related to that. So. Hell yes. And that's the reason it is perfect for Halloween week two here on Normies that's Like Us, right. guys. Horror week. We are back. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you guys, what's your history with Resident Evil? What's your background? Did you first play it? Have you played them at all? And how many, et cetera? Or the movies, you know? Play, played a handful of the games. Um, PlayStation 1, first experience. Mm-hmm. My brother had a PlayStation 1, snuck into his room, played a... Uh, I think it was Resident Evil 2 was the the first one I played. The um, one in the city with yeah. Leon. Mm-hmm. I think that was my first experience. Okay. Uh, and then we played a handful of them. Colin and I went through Resident Evil 6 at one point. Um, yeah. That's good because uh, as we get to the video game section a little bit later here, 6 is the one I have the least line on. So I'll be uh, appreciating if you guys can bring, bring us up for that. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you my history. Resident Evil 2, same as Joe. Uh, was the first game I played. I don't know why the first one skipped. Maybe it was because my brother and I just, we had a PlayStation, but it was just the idea of, I guess, to sit around and get scared by a game wasn't necessarily what we were doing. We were playing like Cyber Sled and stuff and just trying to like blow the shit out of each other. Horror games were not very normy at all. When not the at Resident the point, no. no. Like, you out. would just kind of read a lot about it in Game Informer. Like I knew the lore of Resident Evil just even before I started number two, you know, even before I got my hands on the game. And like mascot platformers were like, the, the taste of the year. Like, that's what it was. Sonic, Mario, leading that into Crash Bandicoot. Oh, yeah, exactly. I knew stuff yeah. about Crash Bandicoot with, again, ever picking up a game. You know, again, yeah. I don't know if it was these magazines that were just supplementing so much information back in the day, but it worked on me. And as we talked about in the horror episode, horror video games were kind of relegated to the PC and those full motion video games. And then Resident Evil came out and literally created the genre created the well, survival yeah. horror resident evil in silent hill i mean i would say playstation just fucking cornered the market there was nowhere else you were getting these types of games and it so proved the that there's a demand yeah you were not getting these on the, the nintendo 64 no, they weren't gonna scare like the that. shit out no. it was for babies yeah yeah this was real adult entertainment it's scary it's mature it's r-rated and um i loved it my first one i played and i was you know younger than the recommended age but my older cousins had him playing resident evil one and there's a very iconic scene where you first see a zombie you go down the hallway cuts to a video of this guy hunched over you don't see what's going on and then he turns the camera and half That's of his right. face is decayed and it was like 
really bad graphics probably at the time but for me that was so scary like <laughs> oh dude that's a zombie like i was terrified and just watching my cousins play through that then i ended up playing through two and nemesis i've played all of them except for six and seven but i've watched playthroughs of seven so i know what it's about but you know i love the games the movies you know when we saw those all you know i saw the first three and then kind of gave up on them too because it was but you were playing the games before that. I yeah. Mean, I, you know, I don't think my dad knew anything about the movies, but he was certainly the one taking us to them. And we were playing the games before that. But again, it wasn't really even just the connection like I thought as a kid. Fuck, I cannot wait for the Resident Evil movie. That's yeah. not really what it was about. Uh, or the fact that it was like a video game adaptation. Again, that's just not something that was really marketed back in the day. It, it was, was just, just a horror, horror movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was a haunted house film specifically. You know, they would just show you the opening shots of Mila Jovovich and her boyfriend locked up there. So being, yeah. I don't know. Being scared. But Mike, you know, that feeling that you had playing that first game, seeing that face turn, I'm sure that's how people felt watching the pilot of Walking Dead on Halloween. You know, I'm sure some yeah. 10-year-old out there saw the exact same thing. Or me as a kid seeing Dawn of the Dead in theaters and just being like, what the fuck? You know, and just yeah. getting freaked out. Yeah, that's like right when Resident Evil, that's when I first saw Dawn of the Dead on VHS. Like we, we were on the zombie mode that yeah, whole dude, summer. Right? Yeah. Um, also, you know, influences and legacy. You know, it's influenced by the George Romero movies and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, without the Godfather of Zombies, there'd be no zombie games. Hell that's yeah. right, right. So, And these aren't, you know, Jamaican zombies. Yeah, they're not Jamaican voodoo <laughs> slaves. Yeah, no, they no, are, no. you know. They're embracing the idea the of Western infection. Yeah. The Walking Dead yeah. flesh-eating zombie. It's so interesting that it's the outbreak in Raccoon City. You know, we were working on the T-virus, something that was going to make us live forever. Nope, we fucked it up. It turned everybody into genetic mistakes. As the games go on, do you guys like the more Cronenberg-y side that it takes? I kind of like more when it stayed to the zombies or the zombie dogs, which are such an iconic look of the series. You know, those dead Doberman with almost kind of like skull faces. Or like a nemesis, which again is like a skull face, but like a big guy. A nemesis I was fine with, but the more Cronenberg, yeah. I'm less interested Well, it in. becomes something different. So it becomes a different technology, something called Oros, Ouroboros in Resident yeah. Evil 4, which is a new type of something developed from the T-cells that you know, changes your body, makes you more full of like snakes and spiders and yeah. gooey ear weird <laughs> stuff. Gross I don't stuff. Know. Yeah, Turns I don't you know. into a two-phase boss fight yeah, machine. exactly. Mike, do you have a favorite out of that type of different discrep? or discrepancy between the two different types of zombies yeah. in this universe. Well, to lead us in there, and then we'll jump into the game section. Yeah, oh, yeah. My preference is the first three games where it's horror-based and less action-based. Yes. That being said, Resident Evil 4 is a near-perfect game. Yeah. It walks the line of horror and action. I don't like when it becomes all about the action. Leon. Yeah. Leon. Uh, Help, Leon. Uh, a game that's all escort missions. Anyway, <laughs> let's jump into the games because we're gonna we're just running for it right now. Yeah, yeah we're let's already talk it. I'm excited to talk it. Yeah, let's get it. Ayo normies, I have just busted out my lockpick and we are in the mansion, <laughs> ready to Fuck, talk. Fuck, I'm scared as hell then. Yeah. It's not where you want to be. No, no not. I like to be on the outskirts of towns. By the time you're <laughs> getting into like the buildings, like the end game where you're like walking around and it's like, oh, these are spooky ass stairs going down to like a dungeon or a crypt. Usually I'm in that point in the yeah. game like, oh, fuck, it's getting real and serious. Right. So 
Resident Evil series, survival horror, generally, like we said before, following um, the Umbrella Corporation and the fallout of their experiments with the T-virus, G-virus, or Oboros, etc. Trying to do medical stuff, also create bio-organic weapons, BOWs, you know, let's make military technology, why not? So the games kind of just follow the spiraling uh, consequences of that research. Uh, the first game is centered on the Spencer, Spencer Mansion, where there's a secret lab underneath it, and the stars go in to investigate um, their Bravo team that was lost. You learn about the tyrant everything else. Resident Evil 2 is the G-Virus, and that's in Raccoon City, dealing with the police station and like uh, the way the police chief was owned by Umbrella and covering up a lot of their experiments. Resident Evil 3 is in that city. 4, then you get Leon. And then five and six start getting ridiculous. A global. <laughs> a global scale thing. And yeah, that's where it, get, it loses me. And you got Chris Redfield, Chris Muscle Boy. Redfield, he punches a boulder. It's, you know, you're saying some great names, though. Yeah. Just great characters. Leon Kennedy. What I love is there's a lot of mythos to the game. Just the stuff that you said. The Spencers. We're going to hear about them throughout Stars, the Stars program. I mean, Joe, do you just even remember that what that is from what I'm saying? The special tactical Tactics and rescue squad. Yeah, and rescue squad. I mean, that's yeah. so fucking badass. The Stars were awesome. Yeah. I love the Resident Evil universe. I it, do. It is. And, you know, the first game has a lot of iconic moments. The dogs jumping through the door. Um, the, there's the infamous director's cut that was supposed to be releasing all the uncensored content but they forgot to put it in when they pressed the discs so <laughs> so the box art just says director's cut uncensored no but difference. nothing is different um my personal favorite and this is like a piece of a noted like news is they're remaking resident evil 2 and that's coming out uh next year very exciting yeah i mean that. if we're talking niche to normie and how popular these that's games true. are if you missed out those early games they're coming back guys there's a reason they're remastering these boys they are popular as hell to old school gamers yeah and like if you are playing things like alan wake or the evil within thank resident evil for that if you like fatal frame even thank resident evil for that because they prove that you could make money with horror games and people oh, like them yeah and third person action too yeah this was a lot of experimentation back in the day to get that code right to get the angles correct the motion controls for shooting you know uh thank god thank god for resident evil yeah because that is my favorite type of video game the third person you know i i prefer action adventure but it also works in horror but like the third person view is is what i want so you are preferring the resident evil 4 onward over the shoulder, full 3D camera. Resident no, I, I just mean like. Oh, uh, hands I up right see. here. I am. So Colin likes full camera control. Joe? I don't care so much for the camera control. I just, I prefer third person over first person, is what I was saying. You guys are missing the aspect of why I love it, though. What do all those have going forward? Couch co op, baby. True. That They do have that. And yeah, you're a big couch co op guy, too. You're a Nintendo boy, too. That's right. Um, I love the fixed camera angles tank controls because it creates a sense of horror because one you feel locked in there's things you can't see you can't turn like because you control poorly you feel disempowered right so even the control scheme is putting you at a disadvantage and the graphics can be so much better because the backgrounds are all pre-rendered so you can have like these really beautiful backgrounds that are really spooky looking for a ps1 game the character models are yeah, all blocky. Which wouldn't have had the power to put it out otherwise. Right. And right. if you look at the GameCube release of Resident Evil 1, it looks photorealistic today. <laughs> it is so great because they didn't have to spend any memory on backgrounds or 3D yeah. modeling a room. You just have a JPEG. Damn. And then the 3D characters, and that's it. So you can dedicate all your hardware on character models and like make the atmosphere really believable. So I like uh, Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3 for that, where it was locked down camera. 
you feel at a disadvantage because you can't control well or aim. Yeah, but see, you're even talking about remakes that stretch over to different consoles now. Again, how popular this series is and what you got to love about it is it spans over so many consoles and so many generations. That's right. It's been on the GameCube. It's been on the Wii. It's been on the yeah. PlayStation. It's Number four, hitting so many Game of the Years that eventually they were like, look, people love playing as Leon Kennedy. <laughs> yeah. Let's go ahead and put it on the GameCube. Let's make it the Game of the Year edition. Put crazy lasers in. Let's bring yep. it to the Wii. Yeah, they brought it to the Wii, and I think it was the first mature game released on the GameCube. You are correct. And that, you know, is the mix of horror and action. Um, much like the movies were all action, the game started to follow that trend, and that's where yeah. I, I, they lost me. So Resident Evil 7, going back to this Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like, backwoods family, like, you're trapped in their house, you know, we don't like strangers around here kind of stuff. It's like, I'm glad that they're going back to horror. And when you look at... Oh, it scares you for sure. Yeah. yeah, I like atmosphere. I don't want to be the superhero in a Resident Evil game. I want to be like so disempowered and so <laughs> The frightened. one who barely makes it out. Yeah, I want to be barely making it, right? Um, and then Resident Evil 7, you know, we had that PT demo that Hideo Kojima made. Supposed to be the new Silent Hill game. Never happened. But Resident Evil 7 feels like they're borrowing a lot of that that first person, that atmosphere, like they followed that path because they saw a big demand for the PT demo that never turned into anything. Uh, I'll tell you the game that I most currently played, if we're just talking video games, the Resident Evil series. I've got a Nintendo Switch that I'm always fucking gushing about. I'm taking Resident Evil on the go. They dropped a package, Resident Evil Revelations 1 and 2. These were games from like about four years ago that they ported from like the PlayStation 3. Okay, nice. Yeah, the Revelations. I forgot about mm. that collection. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so so what is that? I, I'm not familiar with that collection. It's the same. It's going to be a third person over the corner or over the shoulder action centered uh, drama. It's the same controls as for, you know, uh, you're just running around picking up bullets, shooting people. Same customization. You run into the merchant guy to pull out and pick oh, up, yeah. you know, the standard guy. What are you buying? What are you buying? Uh and it's a cool story where you're centered on an island. You're a CERN type or like a um, disease control type organization who's going around doing cleanups after disasters. And it just happens to be that something, of course, has gone wrong. I believe you're Chris Redfield's sister, but you bounce around from oh, yeah. a number of different characters that you control. Uh, and it's a ton of fun just because I love the online play. Sometimes I will just get into a lobby and just do waves of zombies, which you can do, you know, the last man standing style. You can just play as Wesker, get a yep. submachine gun out and just unload on zombies. I'll spend a Sunday night doing that for two, three fucking hours like an idiot. <laughs> Sounds like a good time yeah. to do that. And those are like the mercenary modes and stuff yeah. too that they put in a lot of games yeah. for it. Yeah. Um, what you mentioned about the different storylines, like Resident Evil 2 did that with the Zap system where you'd have an A storyline and a B storyline. So you jump in main characters. Yeah. So you have a Leon A with a Claire B or a Claire A with Leon's B story. And you can like leave things for the characters. So if you take the shotgun in the beginning of the game as Claire, it won't be in the locker for Leon later or vice versa. So the storylines are sort of connected, yeah. uh, which was an interesting thing to do. And I think it's one so they could recycle environments. Oh, for sure, because you're seeing, and this game yeah. is miserable with that, unfortunately, where you're like, I've been here five fucking times with two different characters. Like, but, I'm so sick of this. But if you look at Resident Evil 1, it's the center of the mansion and then a left wing, like an east wing mm. and a west wing. And you're just constantly running between the east and west wing through that main um, atrium or whatever. So this is at least a city. It's bigger, but Resident Evil is always going to have backtracking. you got to get the key. 
at its heart, it's a puzzle game. Oh, right? sure. Yeah. Like the old ones, especially. Like you're solving oh, yeah. puzzles, getting oh, a yeah, key. Yeah. You're um, finding this shiny object correlates to this shiny thing, get through the hedge maze. Uh, I think number four is probably my favorite just because we never left Leon's point of view. Yeah. He was such a compelling character by that point. Secret Service, looking for the president's missing daughter. Uh, and, you know, when you would control her, it was always in a present situation where he would be nearby and she yeah. would just be skirting away. It's not like it was some great leap of, oh, this happened two hours later, three hours later. No, you're Leon. You are Secret Service. You are fucking getting out of there. And encountering the Ouroboros for the first time, uh, it was refresh at the time. Now I am sick, unfortunately. All of the Africa-based games that really heighten it up right. just make it even sicker and more disgusting, like mm-hmm. five and six. Uh but at the time, it was so cool. It was fresh. I, I really enjoyed it. I think the opening 10 minutes of Resident Evil 4 is some of the best like game design yeah. ever. Great cinematics. Absolutely. But you just see these people in the distance. They're in the church doing something, so you can kind of look at the town. You don't know what's going on. Ooh, and then they start to filter brewing. out. Yeah. Oh, oh, God. Tense and scary. And you can dude. jump out the windows when you're getting cornered. Like, you can bar a door with a... a dresser like it's Big really really cool chainsaw guys chasing first you down, time you see one of those scary languages Ugh. yeah yeah four is super there's matalo kill him yeah right there's now are they Spanish. not making that into a movie because paul ws anderson won't let it go and that he just has to continue his mila jovovich stories i don't know but when i was a kid playing that game i would talk to my little brother all the time and just say this is a movie dude we have to make this a movie Right, right. And we'll get into that in the movie section for sure. I think um, we did get the final chapter of the Paul W.S. Anderson, but there might be more news Ooh. on that. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if there's another final yeah. chapter. Yeah. The extra. <laughs> the Resident <laughs> Evil extra page. Bonus features. <laughs> Undead. Yeah. Um, so have you guys ever played any of these other? Because there's a lot of genres of Resident Evil. We have the third person action. We have the third person survival horror. There's also like first person rail shooters. I have not played any of the first. I have played one of those. I played one of those, of course, early on the Wii because that was such a good use of the motion control. And it's the same. It's a house of the living dead where you're just it's, you know, thrusting you through the story and your two buddies going who can get the most headshots. It's, it's fun. I love that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I really like it. Yeah. It's Umbrella Chronicles and Dark Side Chronicles. Umbrella and that's Chronicles. a great um, couch co-op because they play through key story points of the first couple games. So you'll play through the police station in Resident Evil 2 and be like, oh, nostalgia wave, sweet, but you're doing it in first person, shooting all the zombies. So I think they're awesome. What's interesting about Resident Evil is it created, like we said, survival horror. So Silent Hill comes out of that. Onimusha comes out of that. Fatal Frame. And they're all essentially these third person clones of this. And then with Onimusha, like a glitch in that game made them make Devil May Cry, which is another <laughs> Capcom game. Wow. Yeah, so there was a glitch. So Onimusha is a samurai Resident Evil game. And Going then, against Onis, demons. Yeah, so there's a glitch. When you swing your sword, an enemy would stay in the air, and you could just keep hitting them. So a guy said, what if this was the whole game, and he made Devil May Cry? That's hilarious. <laughs> um, and then you have Dino Crisis, which is Resident Evil with dinosaurs, which that was also Capcom. It, ate it up on the Dreamcast, loved it. And they already made that movie, Fallen Kingdom. Yep. That is a Dino Crisis. So we already got Jurassic it. Jurassic Park Dino Crisis. Yeah. Let's see that movie. We've already got it. It's, a, it's the last act of Fallen Kingdom. So uh, how about this, Mike? I love when these characters pop up in other things. Uh, Marvel versus Capcom 2, where you're True. playing as uh, Chris for the first time. I love that. I thought that was awesome. And then in the most recent game where you're playing as the Nemesis character, always looks great, always cool. 
He busts out that rocket launcher. Yeah, dude. Right? And he always looks great. He wears that badass coat. And <laughs> yeah, like, dude. Damn. For sure. Um, speaking of like that, like uh, there's so much to talk about. Like there's so many games. Storylines are so convoluted, right? But do you guys have like a favorite character and a favorite monster from the Resident Evil series? I have a favorite character in general, and just thinking about it, I'm not sure if I've ever been her in a video game except briefly, but Jill Valentine. I, was I, I say think Jill Valentine. Yeah. her mind is controlled in number four, and I think you play as her towards the end, but I definitely don't think I've ever played as her in a game. But in the second movie, when I saw her, I just knew who she was. Yeah. I was she like, was, that's Jill Valentine. Exactly like and her. she walked out of the video game. It yeah. was so cool. Yeah, Jill, you play as in Nemesis. Mm. Yeah, you play as Jill that one and she's just so badass she seems so specialized so skilled she was like a sonia blade or a uh, exactly what she was exactly who, who's the badass chick in starcraft uh oh i don't know or, that. you know who they would morgan or i think who they would base those games around you know there were these sci-fi badass women that i would just be like jill valentine she's up there in that pantheon yeah. i want to play as her yeah i mean jill was the main character of the first resident evil game as well not just nemesis but yeah she's like the badass you know, lady, you know, special forces. That beret. I mean, can't you just see it? The beret. The little scarf tied around her. <laughs> on the nemesis yeah. outfit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mike, that, favorite character? Uh, Leon's, Leon's fucking Leon's man. up there. He's yeah. cool. I mean, he's the coolest guy in the series. The yeah. haircut's cool. And he, he <laughs> eventually mean, starts wisecracking. Yeah. You know? <laughs> sure. Why not? Yeah. At that cool point. Boy. I mean, he becomes John McClane because by that point, he saved the country three times, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when that little French guy comes out. It's like, yeah. now we're getting weird. Joe, yeah. do you have a favorite character? I like Jill. I'm, I'm going to stick with Jill. Everyone likes Jill. I like Jill. The, uh, the nemesis monster. Yeah. I mean, I think that's cool. just a really good twist for... It's like you guys said. Like, I really don't like when it starts moving away from zombies. Um, yeah. And, like, I don't know. That just seemed like a natural progression to me where it wasn't over the top. And it still felt in yeah. the vein of zombies. Right. I'm a big fan of uh, the tyrant, the first big bad, where his heart's on the outside of his body. His left hand is a giant claw. Oh, damn. He's like nine feet tall, but he's just like a humanoid dude. But the only weapon is this huge arm claw, right? Mm. It's kind of like Carnage with like a big hand. Um, I don't know. I, I just think if you like horror games, you should know what these are. You should play them. And like getting the Resident Evil 2 remake is super exciting. Yeah, and if you like action games, I mean, at this point, it's exactly the same as playing some sort of, you know, SOCOM or something Gears of like Zombies. That. Yeah, exactly. Gears of War, exactly. Yeah. Um, there's a couple things I want to note about, like the remakes for the GameCube is, like, that's the best way to play Resident Evil 1. Don't go get the PS1. Just get the GameCube version. The graphics are insanely good. Resident Evil 2 is going to come out in December, so play the GameCube one now. Yeah, play it straight through. Play that next one. Um, and just the storytelling super good. Like, finding the journals of people who work in the labs was really cool. Like, the itchy and tasty guy. Like, he's becoming a zombie, writing these journals, and you just see how his grammar <laughs> changes. And he's like, Bill came, had ugly face, so killed him. Tasty. And it's like, oh. what happened there? He's like, the groundskeeper. But... You know, the games are mostly spooky horror. They turned into action movies, but the movies have just thrown away the horror since the jump start. So how about yeah. we go ahead and talk about the movies of the Resident Evil franchise? Paul W.S. Anderson. Boo. What did you do to us? <laughs> Let's hit it. Hit it.
Hey normies, we are now stepping into the hive and confronting the Red Queen as we are talking the movies of the Resident Evil series. That's the Paul W.S. Anderson films that some have mixed feelings on, but oddly enough are the most highest grossing films based on video games of all time. Yeah, that's because they won't stop making them. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's they just do good overseas. By numbers at this point, and that there are seven of them, I believe. I think it's six. <laughs> I think there's Great. seventeen. Yeah, right. So they spent two hundred ninety million on all of them, and they made one point two three billion dollars. So, Resident Evil franchise as a film has made billions of dollars, or billion point some odds. Um, but I, I hate them. I hate them flat out. Uh, well, yeah. l- let me say this. I'm just going to list them off here. You guys just hit me with a stop when you stop seeing them in theaters. Okay. okay. Can I stop seeing them in theaters? When you stop seeing them in theaters, oh, hit me with a, a stop. Are you okay? Mm-hmm. Resident Evil. Resident Evil Apocalypse. Stop. Stop. I saw stop. them, but I stopped mm-hmm. in theaters at Apocalypse. Because then it's Extinction Same. after that. Except followed by Apocalypse. Or I'm I, sorry, Resident Evil Extinctions, number three. Resident Evil Retribution. Afterlife, the final chapter. I've not seen. I've seen all of them, but the final chapter. But those are cam sites or rips or you know uh, somewhere. Yeah. I, these are not theaters. These aren't even rentals, though. I'm not going out of my way to get these on iTunes, no, Blockbuster, it's if they any show bullshit up, like you know. that. Yeah, exactly. I, would, I loved Apocalypse. I love that scene. Apocalypse, that I think, is really fun. It is just like the game. I mean, it's exactly what I wanted from. Yeah, you know, Resident Evil 2 was the first game I played. Apocalypse felt like that to me, where the first one didn't really feel like that. To Especially me. when she jumps the motorcycle into the church and backflips <laughs> off it into the monster, dude. I remember doing that in the game. Hell sick. yeah. <laughs> But um, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, the, yeah, I mean the stars are there. The nemesis shows up. All the, the characters they do get yeah. all the characters. As opposed in these to the films. first yeah. one, where it's like, oh, there's naked Melia Jovovich and no one, one from the movie. Basically, so the first one's a haunted house film that goes deeper it, when they go under into the government film? complex. Yeah, just because of the slow build, uh, you're not sure about the survivors. It's very self-contained. Yeah. Uh, you know, by the time the special forces join them with Michelle Rodriguez, you're just kind of like, oh, well, this is just more fodder. You know, it's very slow. There's just not a lot of people. Not in a lot existence. Of it. Exactly. And the drama of, well, we don't have our memories. So it's more suspenseful. Number two, action. I mean, that's the video. Yeah. A bottled story inside a city that is self-contained where no one's getting out. And you just have wacky side characters. You have the black guy that they run into who's just a street guy on the crew. You know, he's not somebody who's part of these special forces who are surviving. He's just, just somebody dude. who just, yeah, just needs to get out of the city with his badass gold pistols. I mean, I loved that as a kid. I thought that, well, I, having played the games, I'm like, I don't, that, I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> Wait a yeah, minute. See, I think you were coming at it from the perspective yeah. of like, this is not the game. No, I these know. are just movies. Where I was to just like, up. yeah, these right. are just random horror movies. And that was the zombie movie I wanted the first one yeah. to be. And I think they knew that because video game adaptation movies had done terribly to this poorly. point. So they're like, poorly. yeah, you know what? Maybe we should just not put it so close to the games let's just take these characters that everybody knows their names and make something else and vaguely tie it together. and regardless of how i feel they were successful so yeah you know you know and there was different advertising at the time whether or not i was too young to know it i don't believe there was any marketing towards we're bringing jill valentine to number two and she's gonna look comic accurate that was just a surprise in the theaters you know again these other characters like you're saying i think they were just americanizing it they were just saying like let's just make something good for the west that they'll just fucking go to the theater and see it we're just gonna make sci-fi zombie horror movie right um you know you do eventually get Jill, Claire, Leon, Carlos um, from Nemesis, you know, Wesker. You get Chris. 
You get Chris. Uh, you know, yeah. played by Captain Cold, our, our absolute favorite yeah. off of uh, the CW Flash shows. I right. mean, that's fucking great. Sure. Yeah, so you do get to see all your favorite characters eventually throughout the series, and Alice is the mainstay, Mila Jovovich character. Um, oh, you wouldn't say the Red Queen is the mainstay? <laughs> that dumb going, little girl. Yeah, that's the that's the end quote. You're all yeah. going to die down here. You're all going to die down here. I think she's fine. She's fine. I, but, <laughs> she's you know, fine. if you guys recall, in the future ones, you run into a white queen at a certain point. That's right. In number two, the plot of the film is that uh, the creator of the T-Virus wants you to go into the city to save his daughter, who's the basis for the Red Queen. I mean, yeah. she is a, a figure throughout the film. She's like a Sherry Burke and analog yeah. from Resident Evil 2. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You guys remember the uh, the laser scene? It's all I think about. I was going to say, that is <laughs> legit. I mean, it's the Mission Impossible white room suspension of its time. You know, yeah. how many people have recreated, you're locked in the hallway, it's coming at you, you jump or you do see the person get cubed and diced beforehand, but then the second person makes it. Wasn't the, the Cuban dice I thought was really, really it's good. Blech. Yeah. I mean, it was great. Yeah, like, fucking blech. Uh, but that, that wasn't that in Sphere or Cube? Somebody got yeah, something like somebody that. got cubed yeah, exactly. by a, a steel fence. Yeah. So it wasn't an original thing, but that's a really yeah. iconic scene for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So much so that they revisit it in like the fourth or fifth one. Yeah, exactly. I remember that. Yeah, when it's go the back White to Queen it. or whatever, and they're like, the trailer has it be like, another one. it's here, it is again. I mean, we're literally the audience. <laughs> back on like, our bullshit. Shit, I know that that's Resident Evil. Yeah, I guess. I guess yeah. I know that's Resident Evil. Unfortunately, and when does it get to the point where she's like all in leather? Okay, <laughs> so like here's what guns, I'll say. By the point of extinction, the right. apocalypse has happened. If you recall, the end of apocalypse is that nuclear bombs go off and sort of hit some of the target sites, and only the rich and powerful survive. The rest of the world is littered with the Resident Evil T-Virus zombies. Mm-hmm. By that point, where she's just going around on motorcycles, only wearing like leather, steampunk. and she yeah, and she looks dead out of Kate Beckinsale from The Underworld. <laughs> right. Uh, and again... <laughs> Side note, these are dad movies for me. I'll, just, I'll go ahead and say this now. Randy Brooks, my father, has taken me to see these films because he loved Mila Jovovich. Oh, yeah. He was obsessed with her. Fifth Element. He would bring up random facts like, isn't it interesting that her name's Mila Jovovich, but she doesn't have an accent? That's because German parents, she was raised on an American Air Force Base. I'd be like, oh, you are fucking... I, you are in love You're with this bio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Kate Beckinsale, you know, every night. he's got a poster of her from Underworld in his oh, office. Really? He loved these leather-clad, gun-shooting psychopaths. And, you know, it's in this model. Len Wiseman, married to Kate Beckinsale, director of yep. those films. Paul W.S. Anderson, married to Mila Jovovich, director of these films. <laughs> like, there is <laughs> something going Weird on in this world. Yeah, because yeah. I make really awesome movies for my wife to look <laughs> cool as shit. <laughs> I think that's what the premise comes down to of what these pictures are they're glorified pieces of that it's like they highlight female action in a very cool interesting yeah. way great that's great but there's a lot of bad bogged down sexuality to it too but i'll say uh, <laughs> the worst part of these films is so we've gotten past the apocalypse part the world is yeah. destroyed we're driving around mad max style now there's clones of Alice in every one of the movies. There's, there's clones, six or seven Mila Joviches in them. Monsters. There's dragon it's, zombies. It's, it's so funny. I forgot I mean, do you guys about the like dragons. any of this? No. No, no. no, I don't like any of that. <laughs> like one of my guiltiest music um, 
Pleasures is is a pop punk band called Bayside, mm. and I think it's Extinction or one one of these later ones. They ended up doing the soundtrack Weird. for oh some my God. reason. That doesn't make any sense. And I was sense. like, "What the fuck is this?" So I was I I was listening to Pandora, and one of their songs came up, and I looked, and it was off of like music from and inspired by Resident Evil Extinction. I like I like the phrase "music inspired by Resident Evil Extinction." Like <laughs> it's like, oh, all right, man. man me and my band know. were chilling. We watched the movie, and we just had to make this it was, song. It just <laughs> happened to be playing in the background. It spoke to me. Yeah. Oh, get your guitar out, Jimmy. All right, so this song was inspired by when she grabbed two guns. <laughs> it's called Two Guns. Um, <laughs> a bang, bang. So, a boom, boom. I got two guns. A shoot, shoot. Yeah. So beyond that, there are films, um, CG films, yeah, all animated Capcom films. made these, right? Capcom made these. They're called Degeneration and Damnation. Um, they're very close to the video games in that they feature the characters. I mean, they look directly out of the video games. Yeah. Obviously, they're not video game plots. They pop up on Netflix occasionally. Have you guys seen these? I'll toss them on sometimes. No? Yeah, I, I actually got Degeneration on Blu-ray from Amoeba Music just because it was Very cheap. Cool. I was like, yeah, let me watch this. And it's like Leon at the airport. And so yeah. there's an outbreak happening at the airport. They lock it down and just, you know. Um, and they're, sh- they're like 60 minutes. I mean, they're pretty short. They're right? short. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're short. Now, I didn't see the second one, Damnation. Um, but, you know, they're all right. It's like watching a cutscene for an hour. It's a lot of colorful, the same thing. So when you're seeing like hordes of hands pull at people inside an airport, yeah. and then five minutes later you're seeing the same shot, and people kind of run back and forth from side to side, it gets pretty repetitive is yeah. my only issue with it. So it's great background noise. If, if you guys are big fans of the Resident Evil film series, put them on. You'll enjoy yeah. it. Or if you like the games, you might enjoy those more. Yeah, for sure. That's my biggest criticism with the movies is, you know, George Romero was tapped to write the screenplay for the original one. And then I think the like Japanese producers said, quote, like his script was not very good. <laughs> like <laughs> it's very quote. matter uh, of fact, like so we, sure. we just didn't use it. It just wasn't in line with their vision. But like without George Romero, there's no Resident Evil. Well, and like what was their vision then? Yeah, because <laughs> I don't if think that it was that. Vision, I don't know. I don't think I don't it was know. handing the reins to somebody who was going to glorify their wife for 10 years. You right. Know, I, I, nothing. There was That's no vision. sweet paycheck. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Just be like, exactly. honey, where would you like to go to shoot this movie where you're going to do backflips or, or watch your stunt yeah. double do backflips? George backflips. Romero, obsessed with Pittsburgh. No, I'm sure they were like, no. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you know, I wanted, a, the, I wanted the Resident Evil 1 game but in a movie i wanted to go into the spooky mansion find out there was a secret lab face the tyrant at the end like i wanted it to do that but the first movie was just like five minutes in the mansion i have amnesia and now michelle rodriguez is here and she's got a machine Bad. gun Let's i'm like go. naked in a tub yeah like what is the ending of that movie i don't even remember i remember being so bored when i saw it's that. a rip up of the train scene from resident evil 2 when william birkin he transforms and you're on the train leaving the city and he attacks the train they recreate that with the liquor monster that has its the brain out monster it's called a liquor yeah. and it gets injected or something and mutates into a bigger monster and attacks them on the train. Michelle Rodriguez becomes sacrifices a zombie. Sacrifices herself. Yeah, or sacrifices herself and they escape on the train, getting out of the facility at the last minute. Mm-hmm. I think they regain their memories too and that's when she she wakes up. She They get caught. In the Because they get up to the surface yeah. of the mansion and then the special forces yeah. knock them out. That's pretty much the start like, of it. My name's Alice. And then if you recall, she walks out into the streets alone of Raccoon City. Yeah. Is there you any reason the that it's one. called that? Um, I don't know why. Is that it's just a raccoon funny city. American thing? It's an animal you could find over here, Raccoon City. I wonder why it's Raccoon New City. New York. 
manage is fun, but I know I'm from Geauga County, Ohio, and Geauga means raccoon. Geauga, there you go. So I'm like, I like to think, uh, you know, there's a lot of Walking Dead out there. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> is Cleveland the raccoon? Yeah, it city? might be. Maybe you know, maybe if, based on. if I get to be allowed to direct these the proper way. Yeah, I'll just use Cleveland as Raccoon City. Well, you're yeah, directing it the proper from, way. That would imply that there's a future for the Resident Evil movies. Well, you got to there. You got to think they made 1.2 billion dollars. Yeah, I would assume they're going to hand over the reins to somebody to reboot this bad boy yeah. at some point. And whether or not that means going closer to the video games or maybe coming up with some cool original stories and just slotting those characters in, we'll see. I mean, it would make. Yeah, I mean, you could do it on Netflix even. I mean, if you want to do like a serialized, following many characters and just. The plot of Umbrella. You could do it on Netflix and just kind of jump all over the globe with different Ooh, people investigating. Umbrella Chronicles. Bring it to Netflix. Yeah, baby. that could be rad. Um, yeah, they're probably going to reboot it. You know, probably just fresh start because um, it made money and now they can't make any more because we had the well, final chapter. And, yeah, because they and called because the last one the Mila Jovovich chapter. is done. She is not willing to portray that character anymore. Oh, really? So she I think like, they just need to go decade. into a different direction. I'm sick of working out every yeah. day. Yeah, and you know, just how many times can I kick a CG dog? Yeah, once a year I have to dye my hair black for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> is that what color it is now? No. Some it's in, in some of them, she I tell you, it looks just like the vampire in Underworld. I just remember at one point, like I don't even know which movie it is, but I remember I felt like I was having a fucking stroke because she walks out all black, <laughs> big trench coat, shooting two guns, and then like starts doing Matrix style kung fu, sure. yeah. running up walls and stuff, and it's like. Yeah. What the fuck? One of the final fights is her fighting 20 copies of herself. I mean, <laughs> right. it's like, like well, at that point, if you're the filmmaker, it's like, well, what are we doing here, Mila? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we're just shooting you. I think there's a piece of broken glass, and then she kicks it, and then it bisects one of the zombie dogs vertically. Like, it's like just so over the top. Damn, um, that's awesome. And then there's one time she teams up with her clones. Yeah. And then it's her and her clones sure. against Umbrella, and like, yeah, well, enough is enough. And there's always good actors. <laughs> no, enough uh, is enough. Six Allie Larder, Oded Fair, yep. um, you know, from the Mummy series. Uh, you know, there's just a lot of just dumb character actors who got tied to that series that I, I just ended up loving. So um, I, There's a really good um, half in the bag where they watch all the Resident Evil films, and they brought oh, up a damn. good point where essentially what Umbrella is doing is they're cloning people to throw into giant fake cities to then drop a virus to see what happens and then say... Look, Russia, this is what would happen if you put this in New York. And then Russia will buy it. And then they'll show you, you know, so it's like you're spending all this money to sell a virus. That's an expensive proof of concept. But what they said at the end of the day is you can clone people. I think that's worth a lot more money (laughs) than anything else. Above and beyond. Can you imagine being that Russian businessman who's watching that just a gas little time at the end says, like, wait, but could you bring my wife back from the dead? (laughs) I don't know. Do you want to buy this virus? And if you're going to make her a zombie. No, we we contract that out. We don't own that technology. That's a third party. Stop proprietary. Mr. Wonderful owns that. (laughs) We can only clone Mia Jovovich. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) What a bummer. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the movies. If you like them, hate them, they're out there. They make money. They're going to make more of them, I would say. There's going to there's gonna be a series. There's going to be movies. So be on the lookout. I'm, I'd be willing to bet by next October we get some solid news on the Resident Evil films. Uh, I think I especially. Don't mm, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Comic-Con or something. I don't know. Um, if Resident Evil 2, the remaster, does well. Hell yeah. It's nostalgia time, man. Yep. They'll, they'll probably just make the plot of the games like I always wanted anyway. No, then maybe you'll look out and you'll get what... 
15-year-old Mike wanted. That's all I want. Like two decades too late. Mom, take me to Resident Evil. 15-year-old Mike was still okay with Mia Jovovich, but it wasn't the same thing thing I was looking for. Um, Anyway, let's go in and talk about some of the comics and literature tied into Resident Evil. Hey, Normies, we just found the secret key, and we entered into the lab beneath the mansion ready to talk the most niche of these things. That is definitely the comic books and novels associated with Resident Evil. So I didn't know anything about these things going into the research. How about you guys? Oh, not at all, man. This is a a deep dive. This is definitely, it seems like, the most niche. Yeah, nothing too much. I'll tell you, I pretty much only had to look at one, the original 1998 Resident Evil comics that Image did. Gotcha. Is this the the Image Comics, um, and that's the ones based on Resident Evil 1 and 2, right? That's correct. All right, so th- they have the Marvel made a single issue that tied in with the release of the first game, and that was it, one issue. Then, as you said, the Image Comics, Resident Evil 1 and 2 tie-ins. Then Wildstorm ended up doing what they called Fire and Ice, and I want to talk about this because as I was looking up, in the fourth book, there's an episode where a zookeeper is having to kill all of the animals that became zombies. And at one point, there's a zombie gorilla, zombie tigers, there's a zombie, you know... Bear? Oh bear, my. something like that. Yeah, right? <laughs> and at the end, there's zombie prairie dogs, and that's what gets what? them. Zombie Finally. prairie dogs get them. Finally represented how I dreamed they would. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what I've been missing in zombies. So he's in the zoo, and they're like, we really need to destroy this zoo. All these animals are going to get... You got to kill all the animals. So he, like, overloads the you know, security system and the gas lines and blows up the whole zoo, right? Then he's like, okay, all the animals are dead. I did it. And he like falls asleep. And then the stinger at the end is a zombie prairie dog looming over his sleeping body. Like, oh, gotcha. And it's like, why would you, why would you go to sleep anywhere near that zoo? (laughs) It's better than a lemming though. That's true. That's a, that's a bad call on his part, but that yeah. seems like a W.S. Anderson move. Let's see if we can get the prairie dogs <laughs> in the next one. Uh, we get dragons. Prairie dogs, is, we're not asking for a lot. Right, right. Then you get like the Code Veronica that was released here. It was just a translation of like a Hong Kong-only manhua, which is manga, right, from Hong Kong. And Wildstorm did another tie into Resident Evil 5. A bunch of mangas basically tied into every single one of the games. There's the Marwa Desire, which 2012 to 2013, Viz Media did this translation. It's basically a prequel to Resident Evil 6, and it's about an outbreak of the zombie virus in Singapore in a high school. Then there's Heavenly Island, which this one I like. So there's a reality show called Idol Survivor, and they go to an island to film the show with all these celebrities. And when they land, it turns out they're zombies on the island, right? Dun, dun, dun. Deadly Island. Is yeah. that the island? What's that? Is it like Pitch Dead Island, Island you're saying? Or Dead Island, yeah. It's a lot like that Charlie Booker series, the guy who created uh, Black Mirror as well. He had a Big oh, Brother yeah. zombie attack TV series that aired on BBC that was also like that. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, Very this was cool. 2015, so maybe it borrowed off of that. But yeah, wow. this reality crew is trying to fight him off, and then Claire comes in. So it's like a reality TV crew and Claire like and then they're following fighting her. zombies. Sure, right? It's so great. dumb. But these seem like, I don't know, man. 
Well, let me fill in a gap here for you guys real quick. So you're talking Wildstorm a lot when you're mentioning Yeah, those. and I don't know who I am are. as well, so let me tell you, Resident Evil Wildstorm was the publishing created by Jim Lee. Jim Lee of DC Comics, of course, the president of yep. uh, content over there now. Uh, Wildstorm was a comic book, Wildcats, that he eventually had going. He became a partner over at Image, so they absorbed all this up. It's all the publishing through those guys there. So when he was doing all this, it's because he's a big fan. He loves Resident Evil. He really? wanted to be making comics of this property. See, that makes a lot of sense because this feels like it would be like a Titan get. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the Resident Evil franchise feels like that would be something Titan would go for. Oh, there's so many passionate fans that just want to keep the, the mythos going. I mean, it's all there in the games. Why not expand upon it? It's like yeah. the Metal Gear fan base where there's such this convoluted storyline of like... And you're like, what do you like about Wesker this? is a clone and then he was <laughs> yeah. working with the... It's like, what the hell? You know, and the police chief was in on it, but not totally <laughs> in on it because Wesker had another plan and then yeah. he went to Spain. Ridiculous. Anyway, but people are into that and if you want to explore that. What I am familiar with though... They made these um, novels um, that are like novelizations of the game plots. And these are written by S.D. Perry. And she's like a sci-fi fantasy author. And she's done tie-ins for Star Trek Deep Space Nine, original series, Aliens, and Predator. So, like, she did a lot of these tie-ins. And she wrote these books that I read as a kid. And a lot of them are just recaps of the first game, the second game, the third game. Some supplemental material. Right. Sure really builds it out. Yeah, you know, or it's just, you know, the main plot of the game retold. But I read those. But one of them that was original, the characters are going through these four different artificial environments. They're, like, trapped by the bad guy. And, like, oh, you have to fight your way through, like, a fake desert and a fake city and a fake... Hmm. And that was used in the movie. Yeah, that's almost like the... Uh... Um, where they have Tokyo... Um, which movie was that in? It was in Retribution. They called it the planet, and they were fighting in Tokyo, Russia, and it's like that was where their test, you know, testing zones were to show to Russia instead of selling clones. Um, so Mike, I think, how dare you name Retribution like you can tell any of the later movies apart? <laughs> I had a note. I had a note. So I, I had I had it written down. Um, but I just think that's cool that that idea got pulled from the book, and then they just use it in Retribution because I thought that was pretty cool when I read it, but. Um, other than that, the books are just retelling of yeah. the game. So and if the you're into that, that I did, get in the there. Five issues, 1998, Resident Evil, like you said, just builds out one and two. It just fleshes it out. It fills in the chapters. And, and Jim Lee does the covers for each of these. So if you like his art, guys, you're going to love these comic yeah, books. Yeah, if you're a fan of Resident Evil and comic books, that's kind of like yeah, the what best are the thing odds? you can ask. Yeah, that's probably the best, unless you really want to... Yeah. Read some weird mangas. And this is the guy who comes up with Batman's look in the new 52, and he's drawing Jill Valentine for you. It's like, ooh, I'm in heaven. Yeah, I get in there. Um, other than that, those are the comic books for me. I mean, Resident Evil, in my mind, it's it's a game. And yeah. Were you these reading these only books for when you die were a kid? The novels I was Just reading. Just the novels. Yeah, I was reading the novels, not the mangas. And I did enjoy the novels a lot. I had all of them like on my shelf, like... Mm, yes, these are the classics. Yes, <laughs> the classics. <laughs> you know, like there are some of my prizes. <laughs> I had Scott to own Fitzgerald, them. Gerald, Resident Evil Outbreak. Uh, yeah, yes. Looks based off of the video yeah, game. Yeah. Moby Dick, Resident yeah. Evil. <laughs> yeah. Got them all. Got them all. So anyway, if you really are a huge Resident Evil fan, you want supplemental, those Resident Evil 1 and 2 books, some of that did get retconned and not be canon, but if you'd like, like to see a quasi what could have been because some of that was canon for a time before they retconned it. So, oh, how did how did they go about the retcon then? They just decided, oh, what you said in the comics 
didn't like so the comics were spanning the gap between one and two and a little bit after two and they were like no we got that. well eventually <laughs> yeah. the games want to cover that stuff yeah. and when it contradicts See, that's yeah. kind of no the problem way. with doing like supplemental material when it, it's a video game series it's like they're gonna keep making games you fill in gaps that you know eventually you're gonna get filled in regardless yeah but check it out normies you know if you you're hungry for more why don't you take a bite out of these <laughs> <laughs> let's hit the wrap up guys Hey, yo, normies, I've got the rocket launcher. I'm on the roof, and I'm ready to pull the trigger on this tyrant and wrap up a Resident Evil. Toss it down to me, Mike. Throw Ta- me that rocket. Toss in the rocket. Oof. Bang! Got him. Oh, I guess I was the tyrant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize. It's all right. So, Resident Evil, guys, final thoughts on that? Anything? I mean, there's uh, so much to cover, honestly. Yeah, you know, we didn't mention it yet. Uh, Outbreak. I believe is the original title you were saying. Right, oh, Mike? sorry, Biohazard. Biohazard. I'm sorry. No, off the top yeah, of my yeah. head. Biohazard, the original Japanese title, opposed to Resident Evil. Uh, and I read that one time that Resident Evil sort of implies original sin. You know, it's the evil inside your soul. Still, that's why they wanted to call it that. I think Outbreak's a much better title. Oh, Biohazard. Or Biohazard. Again. I did it again. <laughs> I got that on the brain. I think Biohazard's a much better title. Yeah, they did have Resident Evil Outbreak, though. Oh, you think so? I could see a franchise. I could see a horror series based on that or movies. Biohazard. Damn, like, where has that been? Yeah. It sounds a little generic, I think, is the the issue. Just imagine... Radiation suits. Yeah. Imagine the start screen, though. Biohazard. Biohazard. It's not as good as Resident Evil. (laughs) Um, I like both of your guys' voices. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the Halloween spirit right now. That's right. Um, for me, Resident Evil was at its best when it was spooky horror. And the action stuff was bothering me. I like where Resident Evil 7 is going, but even the end of that gets all quirky. So we'll see. But Video games are very hands-on now, Mike. Yeah. I, I don't know if the future of these will ever go back to that. It's all... I mean, look at it again. You know, something like God of War. It's so interactive now yeah. opposed to quiet storytelling why don't you pitch me your your dream resident evil game moving forward it's called you got to design one what would it be uh i guess it would be called the resident evil 2 remaster that's coming out (laughs) in december it's very easy to so i'm saying yeah i i want what i wanted when i was 15 um yeah resident evil super iconic zombie craze i mean inspired every survival horror game after it i mean that's it so. yeah these wouldn't be mainstream without uh the original niche of resident evil there wouldn't be dead space without it that's right and so the normie stuff the movies and probably you've heard of the franchise even if you haven't played them i think most people what do you think more people have seen the movies or played some of the games oh more people have definitely seen the movies yeah that's oh, what i fuck. bet too. you think so oh 110 percent mm. they made a billion dollars off those yeah. terrible movies I think a lot of people just would be walking by and be like, Resident Evil, okay, that sounds yeah. scary. I just remember GameStops and PlayStation magazines being so full of Resident Evil merchandise, you know, for the first game, the advertising geared towards it where it was like, wow, you know, I know what that is, even though I'm not playing it. Yeah, I mean, it's... Phenomenon. Six movies, 20-some games. I mean, yeah, it's a brand name. Even if you haven't played it, you know what it is. Niche stuff, definitely in the comics and the books. But... 
If you like spooky zombies, you know, play the GameCube version. That's my biggest recommendation. <laughs> play the GameCube remake. What a weird remake. old recommendation that is. That's so <laughs> but it's niche. so, so good. It's just the remake of Resident Evil 1 with the graphics look better than PS4 right now, I swear to God. If you look at that game right now, it looks inc- incredible and it's scary and it's the best experience. They added on more content. There's an extra spooky boss fight. Jacob just brought his old GameCube back from visiting home so we got to see if we can track down a copy i might have my copy yeah yeah Yeah, anyway uh yeah i mean i never had a gamecube so i would i wouldn't mind checking that out i'm excited for the remaster too yeah if you like yeah play the first one then check out the resident evil 2 remaster but that's my recommendation period if you want to get into the series that is my entry point and then resident evil 4 after that and if you like the action do those ones colin final thoughts I love the series. Uh, you know, again, growing up, when I went to the movies, it wasn't like, oh, that's the Resident Evil movie. So do I want the next ones to be more towards that? I do. I always want stuff to go towards the source material and honor it. Uh, I just try to think about how you would make it mass appeal. So I, I hope there's more movie content. Maybe a TV series would just be easier. You know, it would just be easier to flesh out. Cause there's so many characters to this universe. We could so just do bottle episodes. Yeah. You know, yeah. save on budget. Oh, we're trapped in the in the lab today. Yeah, and as we mentioned in our bottle series. Yeah. True. Oh, that'd be interesting. As we mentioned in our last episode, anthology horror is the future. So is Resident Evil inside that? Who knows? I don't know. Question mark going forward about what they're going to do with this property, but I'm excited to see. Yeah, I would definitely slot it in for anthology horror. Mm. That's already what the games are. Yeah. How about you, Joe? I mean, I would like to see a, a return to form for him. The, the movies get so out of hand that yeah. even as a horror fan and a, and a video game fan, I'm just completely uninterested by the time we get to the last four of them. So I would like to see something way more akin to the the first two or or the games in general. Um, yeah. And, you know, like, I'm a big couch co-op guy. I would like to see something like Resident Evil 2 Remaster, but with couch co-op. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, you know, we're not going to get. But, like, taking a lot of the action-adventure elements from 6 with the couch co-op and putting it in a more Resident Evil 2 Raccoon City-type environment would be my dream. Yeah, just get me back in the city. And I forgot to mention in the game section, there was the online game. It was called Outbreak, I think. It was PS2, early oh, online days. With. Yeah, and you could play online with people. It was very weird. Like, different characters would have a better hiding stat, so the zombies would ignore them if they go into a locker. Other people would have combat stats, yeah, unlocking stats. I don't think that's the future. No, but you would have a party of four people, yeah. and you would all try to get through the scenario. They were like these chapter scenarios, so you'd have to work as a team to open the doors and fight the zombies mm. and stuff. Well, how about some haunted houses? How about some events? I mean, there's oh, a cool. Universal Tokyo. How about sure. the, They do do that yeah. at Universal Tokyo. Okay, yeah. good, yeah. Uh, uh, Biohazard. Vive headset, full 4D. That was the, uh, remember Resident Evil? Remember the failed uh, Silent Hill pitch that that they made as well too? PT. Yeah, let's do something like that, Joe. You're absolutely right. Well, Resident Evil 7 is a lot like that. I hear the VR version is like very immersive. Very very scary. Keep going that direction for sure. That would really do it for me. I mean, I think that's just in general, like we talked about the future of, of horror video games is really embracing... Yeah, like horror movies embrace new technologies and and they've advanced CG and practical effects. Video games for horror genre got to do the same thing. Yeah, for sure. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I I got this scratch on my leg and I'm starting to get really (laughs) hungry. I don't know. It's weird. You look a little green, Mike. 
Yeah, I think I might need to go lay down. So, um, you know, thank you, Normies, for listening to this episode of Normies Like Us. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Check us out. Share yeah. us on social. Thank you. Happy second week of Halloween. Uh, keep listening to our Halloween special episodes. And, of course, let us know what you think. Let us know any suggestions you have. Yeah, we got lots more spooks and scares coming for you this month. So uh, don't miss out. Yeah. Oh, Mike, your mouse foaming. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Mike, why don't you just uh, look at the flowers for a minute? Well, all right. Over here.